Welcome to the Tiny House Talk Show, a place where all things from inside and around the tiny house industry are discussed by tiny house professionals as well as accomplished and aspiring DIY tiny house builders. This episode of the Tiny House Talk Show is brought to you by the tiny house experts at TrailerMade Custom Trailers. TrailerMade has led the tiny house industry for over a decade by building trailers, steel frames, and tiny house shell kits for the professional and DIYer alike. TrailerMade, built for a lifetime. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, I'm Natalie, um, and uh, welcome to the Tiny House Talk Show, uh, or the Tiny House Experts with TrailerMade Custom Trailers. And today, I get the joy of speaking to Maria and her crew. So I want <laughs> you guys to introduce yourselves. You're from Colorado State University. Um, and tell us who you are and, and the amazing project that you guys are, are doing. Nice. I'll go first. Um, my name is Maria Delgado and I teach at CSU um, in the interior architecture department, but I'm also faculty affiliated with the Nancy Richardson Design Center. Mm-hmm. And that's where this class is hosted. Um, so it's the capstone idea course. And these are my phenomenal students, three of them. <laughs> so if you're I, nice yeah. Introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Gabby. Uh, I majored in interior architecture, uh, minor in construction management, and then did the idea program, the design thinking program. Um, this is my second time taking the class. I took it uh, two years ago, and now I'm uh, helping support it this year. Excellent. I'm Katie Redman. I am interior architecture and design, design thinking and art department. And I also, just like Gabby, have been involved in this multiple times. This is my third time being involved in it. Nice. And then I'm Katrin. I'm also an interior architecture and design and the design thinking a minor. And I am just here having fun. (laughs) So excellent. Well, I love that. Um, so, so, um, again, I'm, I'm Natalie and I'm one of the owners of trailer made and, um, I'm so excited to hear from you guys today and the, and the project and the program and the classes and what you guys are really doing. Um, I know that you just got a trailer uh, here very recently, and uh, that was an a interesting day um, that we went through, but but it it all worked out. It, it all worked out beautifully. So um, all of that stress for, for not, which, which was good. I was um, like, I don't think the students know, but I guess oh. to put perspective, you know, with the university, there's so much like kind of programmatic and procurement and things like that. So um, we have to like hand give the check because you can't pay for something unless you don't have the product. That's like just a university like fiscal rule, I guess. Right. Um, so we had to hand print the check and then the university wasn't printing checks. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but we were able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it all worked out just perfectly. So, um, so Maria, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about the program and, and what you guys are doing with this, with this tiny. Yes. Okay. I'd love to share. So um, it really kind of started, I started at TSU four years ago, and that's the first time that we had the opportunity to run this course Um, and COVID happened. So we didn't, we bought the trailer from you all, um, which was much smaller at the time. It was eight by 16. Mm -hmm. um, And then we weren't able to complete the build. And thankfully you all held on to it for a year. (laughs) And then we got it that following year. And the second year we did the construction, Mm -hmm. um, which was really kind of unique because it was still during COVID. So the university had a lot of additional restrictions where we could only have, we had to social distance. We could only have half of the students come 
it was more of a different setup. It, yeah. The class was Monday, Wednesdays, and then like some half day Saturdays. So it was neat in the sense that we got to experience it in a little bit of a smaller scale and then really prepare for a larger project. Mm -hmm. um, so the third year, it's become a, a really a biannual experience. So um, last year we spent the semester designing the the home, the new home, which was is significantly larger. This mm -hmm. this year, it's ten by twenty four, yeah, um, and yeah. then this this year, the fourth year, we're constructing it. Um, and so it it's a really amazing opportunity for students because it's just a high impact, hands on experience. And I think those types of classes really engage students on a much different level, and they just feel like we're doing this together. It's not individual assignments per se, so right. it builds a lot. Of sense of community, which you can see just by coming to class. Um, and, and it's just really a fun project. And what makes it unique is I didn't realize, but these three are all IAD students, but interior architecture, but mm -hmm. we have 29 students enrolled plus then four uh, kind of um, just students that are taking the course for the second time. So mm -hmm. it's a technically a different class, but there's everyone's here involved. And so all of the students have different majors. So we have construction management majors, interior architecture, arts, history. I mean, computer, so, science, computer science, yeah, journalism. Yeah. yeah, so many different majors. And this is um, CSU's only capstone course that uh, allows for that format where anybody in the university could take this class. And I oh, think, wow. yeah, I think it's really a great opportunity because traditionally, if you're working in environments where you, you're just with your sector or your primary discipline, just talking to other people, you learn like, oh, people think differently and have different, bring so many different perspectives and ideas. And I think that that just enhances the experience of the course. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And each one of you uh, do interior design or are there other aspects of the tiny build that, that you are also involved in? Um, I think I'll all of us have been involved in a lot of different roles. I supported uh, last semester as well. So done some fundraising. Um, they, right now we're doing mostly construction stuff. Um, you know, we've, we've all been working on framing the past couple of weeks. Now we're getting onto sheeting and a variety of other stuff. So really hands-on, not just, you know, designing stuff, um, but getting in there, doing stuff that we wouldn't otherwise get to do. Oh, love that. I love that. Um, so what, what made you guys kind of decide to build a tiny as part of the curriculum? What kind of led led up to, to the creation of, of this, of this program? So the Nancy Richardson Design Center is um, like, is based from Nancy Richardson and she's co-owner of Otterbox. And okay. um, she was actually an alumni of the interior architecture program. Mm -hmm. And so they use a lot of design thinking methods at Otterbox. And so they donated actually like eight or $9 million towards this building. Wow. I know, which is phenomenal and yeah. a, a really an amazing opportunity for these students to have fantastic facility access. Mm -hmm. And so they really are who kind of spurred the design thinking program, which really started as a certificate. Mm -hmm. And now because it's increased in demand, it's now a minor and their intention is to make it the first major in, in the United States. Um, and just design thinking is all about iteration and you, you getting feedback from users and, um, and working on projects. And I think it was just a vision from multiple people to, to have some sort of 
this building when it was designed it has a concrete pad on the northeast part of the building Mm -hmm. Um, and the intention what the intention was maybe have students build some sort of home right maybe it's the solar decathlon challenge or um or then we just were like what if it could be a tiny house on wheels Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it really kind of came from there and has just I think had a lot of um excitement and just continues to to happen. <laughs> that is wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, there's, there's several schools that, that we work with, um, and have different curriculum built in, uh, that involves building a tiny, we have a school down in Texas, um, that is for high schoolers and, mm-hmm. um, they go through every aspect from design to mechanical drawings to everything, every little part of that, those kids have to do. And then they have a big showcase at the end, you know, and they, they show those, those, homes off. And we've been down there a couple of different times and are just always blown away by what high schoolers are doing. Um, and, and that work. And I imagine for you guys, it's the same way when you get that end product, when it's built, I mean, what happened to the the smaller unit? Where did, do you guys still have that? Did you auction it off? Where did that go? It got auctioned off. So an alumni CSU couple um, that were actually in the art building <laughs> that would see it, um, they bought it and they're living in it. And oh. it's just out of Fort Collins. And so it really is like just phenomenal that the students built a home, you know, that yeah. is being used. And we intend to auction it off this home again. Mm-hmm. So um, if you know of anyone that's interested in purchasing a tiny house, I will say the last one, just donation materials alone were around $57,000, not including the student labor and it sold for 36,000. So it's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, great yeah. deal. That's um, well, when you guys get it up and you're ready to do that, let us know. And we will definitely, you know, circulate that around with, with our people cool. and, uh, and get it out there for you guys. So, and when, do, when do you guys pro- kind of project for this one to be completed? So we're hopeful that we can try to finish it in May in terms of this is a larger home. And when we did do the first home, we got about 80, 85% done. Um, and again, that was with just half the students alternating during COVID, but we, because this is a larger home, maybe we ant- kind of anticipated around the same mm-hmm. um, process. So what we did was this year, we tied a three-week Maymaster course following this um, spring course so that we can try to just get it done in May. Um, so the class will be Monday through Thursday, nine to four okay. um, for three weeks. And you, the students get three credits. And um, that's our hope is that then it's not kind of finishing during it during the summer on based off of volunteer work. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully in May, but you just never know. <laughs> yeah. So and then I think the school, um, it was really exciting for them. They held on to it until homecoming. Mm-hmm. And on homecoming day, we just showcased it and had yeah. people walk around. And so I suspect that they would want to hold on to it potentially until homecoming mm-hmm. and then sell it right after. Nice. Excellent. Well, you'll definitely have to keep us posted as well as share pictures with us because oh, for sure. we love, you know, cheering people on and seeing the pictures. And one of the, one of the downfalls for me personally is that, you know, I hear I'm, I'm very interested, involved and in kind of in the know at the beginning of a project. And then once it, you know, leaves our shop and goes to you guys or to whoever it's going to, then it's gone. And sometimes I don't ever hear about it again Yeah, <laughs> or you see updated pictures. I mean, the whole team is, it, we all encounter this and they're like, wait, I wonder what happened to, to that 
or, you know, how did that project turn out? Or, you know, we've a lot of do it yourselfers and, you know, we, we were right there with them with that, that, that big bag of anxiety that they have at the beginning when, <laughs> when they're like, man, what did I get myself into? Um, because there's those, there's this look that we get when people come and, and get their trailer and they get their steel frame or, their, you know, whatever they're part of that kit that they're getting from us. And, and we see that look and we're like, oh no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a tiny house, but it's not a tiny job as you guys probably know, um, and are experiencing. So tell me, share with us some of the, um, some of the challenges that you guys have had to overcome when you've been building these tinies. Any challenges? I mean, I think I'd say one of them is that, um, for a lot of us, this may be our first class where we're working with tools. I think all three of us had some prior experience, but mm-hmm. we have classmates where they haven't had those opportunities before. So working through building that confidence, because it's scary to take a piece of wood and go, you know, cut it on a machine that, you know, could injure, you could injure yourself on. And so yep. um, working through, you know, saying, Hey, like, just cause we've done it before. doesn't mean that you, you know, we should be doing it all the time and getting other people to go ahead and take take that risk and take that chance and um also just safety in general um yeah. that's a top one that comes with that um but fun it's worth it i guess the snow too a very very specific challenge we had to deal with but our rafters needed a really awkward angle cut off the side of them <laughs> maneuvering that that was yeah. that was probably the biggest construction challenge yeah. today we had to deal with yeah. was figuring out how to get that tiny little sliver off the yeah. two by eight or yeah two by eight rafter. But how did you feel once you overcame that? Oh, it was good. We were able to keep making progress. So. Good, excellent. Actually, excellent. set up all the rafters today, so seeing them fit perfectly with that angle was really nice. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet you were just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. And we, and we do hear, we do get the phone calls from people when they kind of get into those more challenging parts and just, you know, get that kind of that overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, you know, cause I'm sure in your class, I imagine that you guys kind of break it down step by step by step by step. So you're only focusing on one little part at a, at a time. I mean, there's always the bigger picture in mind, but I think the key is to keep it simple and just focus on one piece at a time, because otherwise it is, it can be very overwhelming, um, trying to piece all that together. I would say that's another kind of challenge with this too, is because of the size of our class and the size of the project, Mm -hmm. the best way we've found to approach it is to break into smaller groups and work on a variety of things at once, but then it's okay. We've got, you know, this piece completed and this piece completed. How are we now going to like come together and figure out how these are going to work together um, and and what steps are we going to take? Who are we going to put on pause or um, who needs to do this? Stuff like that. So that it's, coordination. yeah. And so you're not only learning very specific building skills, but more importantly, you're learning how to communicate and Absolutely. how to all work together and be on the same page, um, which is priceless. I, I cannot tell you, um, you know, running a business, how, and that would apply to any business or any class or any, any program. If you, if that communication part, uh, one little bloop in it, 
and it could throw you off for days or weeks. Um, you know, it's, it's so important. So I'm, I'm so excited to hear like how great that is and how you do break into those smaller groups. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, so what are some really fun parts that you guys have really enjoyed um, about what you're doing? I personally just love getting hands-on. I was involved with the design last semester and that was hands-on to an extent in that we used virtual reality as a tool to get user feedback, um, which I think Gabby will touch on a little bit more. She can go more in depth with that. Yeah. Um, but we did a lot of hands-on stuff, but it's not the same as actually doing the construction work. And so it is fun to get out there and use the power tools and actually see a visual of what you designed previously. Yes. It's, it's like bringing, bringing it to life. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, talk, talk, Gabby, some more about that, the virtual reality stuff. I'd love yeah. to hear about that. So um, we, this home, one of our goals is to kind of make it for the aging population. And we really wanted to focus on them. Um, so last year when they were designing, they um, went ahead and invited some older adults and taught them how to use VR, which is, you know, of course, a whole process in and of itself. And then we had them walking around um, exploring the home and giving us, you know, feedback as they were doing that, so we could get that user-centered feedback and know how they would interact with it, what they may want to change, what they liked, um, which is all critical when you're designing. You can't make a good design without knowing how the user feels about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that provided a lot of opportunities for the team to then go ahead and uh, change the design and um, absorb their feedback. Love that. It's also fun having outside community members and some of our students' family members come in and give us that feedback. Yeah. That brought in an interesting element. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I can't. I'm. This is where I get very old. Um, I can't even, you know, imagine like like that's uh trying to put myself in the shoes of the virtual reality thing and and walking around and being in that house and seeing that space. But it's, I, I'm. I'm so old sometimes. <laughs> it's definitely a unique experience, it is, but it's yeah. so neat what can technology can do. Yeah. You know, the software that we build our model in and do all of our construction documents in and then translate that into virtual reality. And it, it is, it's an amazing tool. It's I, think okay. of, I think one of the other cool things is we've used that to help get the community more, um, to let them know more about the project and get them more involved. You know, at homecoming last year mm -hmm. or this year, I mean, we did VR again and had more people walking through. We had the dean of our college yeah. walking through. She was like, I want to live in this. Yeah. I remember her saying that. I was like, well, you could get it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that to get the community more involved has also been really awesome. We also, just a small, small side note that we had with the VR, we had a two-scale yeah. <laughs> fabric floor plan of the entire tiny home, like a massive sheet of fabric that we printed our floor plan on. So people could both see it visually without mm -hmm. the VR headset, but then put the VR headset on and visualize the rest of it from the ground up. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, what a, um, what an incredible blend of technology with hands-on, um, yeah. you know, doing all of that physical work of the construction. So I think that that is amazing. I, I, this is why I love what I do because I get to hear all of these amazing things and see all you beautiful women doing this job and, and out there learning and teaching and growing this tiny house world, um, this industry and promoting it, uh, with programs just like yours. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about 
Um, what was different in the, in designing going from a 16 foot to a 24 by 10? Were there different challenges with that big of a difference of size or was it easier to, to do that design since it was bigger? One of, one of the main differences with respect to the trailer was this time we had a deck over trailer. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have to necessarily worry about the wheel wells and that definitely made it simpler. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that I think from that lens, having that additional space, that's all, you know, having starting on a flat foundation just make it a little bit um, yeah. easier in a sense, the size just be, because we're, it's bigger. Um, I think that that brings its own challenges, but at the same time, we have a little bit more space to work with. So mm -hmm. the first one, we had a loft and everything was so much more compressed. Yeah. Um, so just being mindful of every inch and we're still mindful of every inch now, yeah. but it's just, a, it's in a different way. Yeah. I think um, what made it unique this time around is that we were really thinking about what would the experience be like if it was an older adult utilizing mm -hmm. a wheelchair. Um, so, yep. you know, being mindful of like just T-turns or your radius and, and your reach. And so I think that poses different challenges, uh, you know, between the, the two different sizes, even though we had more space, we just needed to think differently right. Um, right. about what the user experience was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we talked to people a lot, um, you know, about the size and how important that is to make sure that it's a livable space for that person. Um, for some people, you know, 16, 20 feet standard width, no problem for other people. Having that extra couple of feet is humongous. And, you know, we have seen in the tiny house world at the very, very beginning, uh, the norm was 16, 20, 24 foot. I remember 24 foot was just felt huge. Um, until someone wanted a 28 foot. I was like, oh my gosh, that's gigantic. That's, that's going to be just a humongous tiny. Um, and then now, you know, we built, we have a 40 foot by, you know, 10 gooseneck mm -hmm. in the shop. And, you know, last week we had three really big, I think they were all 40 footers out there in the shop. Um, and when I see that, I just think, man, that's, that's a really big tiny house. Yeah. Well, and we've, we've, with the industry has come a long way since those little tiny 16 footers. Um, so what, what do you think, um, with your program going forward, what size or, or do you think you'll continue building these tinies for this program or where do you see that going? I think they certainly want to continue. Absolutely. So, um, I think that this biannual model is helpful in the mm -hmm. sense because we are, so community-based and donation-based, yep. I mean, it makes such a big difference to have those relationships and that support, um, just also just from a financial aspect right. and, and just a, a general support aspect. But um, so having that kind of altering year, I think also helps people to maybe it doesn't feel, maybe it'd feel more of a burden if you were donating every year, potentially. I don't right. know, people seem so willing. It seems like a good timeline yep. so that you kind of finish and you get a rest it and really start to think about the design and then you do it again, you know, right. as a, to kind of back to back. So I think if it continues, it would be this biannual model. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's a lot of just demand from students 
that want to continue to learn. And I think tiny homes um, are a great scale for students because like you're referencing, right, with your with the high school students in Texas, Mm -hmm. they get this exposure to all this different scope of work. um, And at the same time, it's not so overwhelming. So it would be fun to think about like a bigger project, but I'm like, uh, <laughs> I think you're like, if anything, yeah. maybe like, let's keep it the same as some consistency too. Cause it's like, I mean, if from our teacher perspective too, we're learning a lot, which is right. so much fun. Um, and yeah. I think it really exciting, but there's some benefits of if you kind of keep some things the same, then yeah. every, you know, you have some familiarity with it. Um, so, right. I, I mean, it's fun it's fun to grow. We just would need to have like a two semester course. <laughs> like if we're right. going to have to do a larger trailer, yeah, it needs to be, because it it's just so, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you pointed out, the differences of in the ease of building on a deck over trailer versus the trailer with the fenders, um, you know, that's, that's huge. And I, sometimes I don't know if, if people even know that they can get it without the fenders. We, we try to mm-hmm. make sure that they know this, um, but it does change their step in height. So you're a little bit higher to step in. It's a little bit higher up off the ground. But again, if you just have that completely blank, flat slate with nothing in your way, um, which I think just offers a lot of ease. Yeah. That's probably what I would, how I yeah. would do it. Um, <laughs> you asked about challenges earlier. And actually, this brings up a good point. The semester timeline is a big yeah. challenge. Yeah. I bet. And then if you have weather on top of that, cause you guys are, are doing all your construction outside, right? Yeah. Yeah. We spent a good we hour, spent an hour, hour getting like four inches snow. of snow out of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully to think positive. That's only happened once so far. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. Fingers good. We've had good weather every yeah, other Saturday. Very yeah. It's I mean, and it's we're headed it's, to spring, so yeah. Yeah. I know. I matter of fact, I I just we might be good. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I I I joke all the time. Like I've seen snow on on June first on my daughter's oh. birthday. Um, so you just you just don't ever pack those, yeah. those clothes yeah. away for permanent because the minute you do, it needs to come back out. And uh, it's funny because I just posted a, a meme, uh, shared a thing that said, you know. Come on, spring, you're not even trying. Fight back. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel this year. I, I can't wow. complain. I, I'm really thankful we're getting the snow and yeah. the water and yeah. But man, oh man. It's a unique challenge. It it does. It it definitely poses a challenge for you guys that are having to do that construction outside and deal with those elements and coming in all your stuff is wet or yeah. covered up or iced over. Um, that's definitely no fun. So, well, um, I know we've kind of got to wrap it up. I know you have a long day. You just finished up class today. Um, yeah. so what else would you guys like to wrap up and share about, uh, your class or any advice for, for people looking at the class or maybe wanting to build tiny? Is there anything you guys can personally share? If you're wanting to do the class, do it. Um, yeah. that's the reason I'm here a second time. Katie's here a third time. Um, and there's others here who have done it other times as well. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else like it in school. You're never going to get an opportunity to be this hands-on and to really put everything that you have learned in your classes, whether it be your interior design classes, your construction classes, your, you know, anything you've been learning, you will put it to use here. Even if you're, you know, not a building major, yeah. the computer science, their stuff they're doing, um, history, everything. So 
uh, highly, highly recommend the class. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah. 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 You mentioned overwhelm earlier and how intimidating the machines can be Mm -hmm. what Gabby was talking about. And that, that would be my advice is just don't let the fear or the overwhelm stop you. Keep pushing forward and try because you always impress yourself. Yeah. And that sense of accomplishment when you pushed through that challenge, that hurdle, that, that day where you're just so overwhelmed, you can't even see straight and how you feel on the other side of it is so worth it. It's so worth it. And the relationship building with the team is, it's a a great experience. Something you, you guys will have forever between all of you. I mean, forever and ever it, because you are. Yes. Lots of good memories. Excellent. I still talk to the people from the last class and yeah. two years ago, every single day, multiple people from that class, nice. some of my closest friends. So yeah, the relationships are everything. That is fantastic. Well, I thank you guys so much for talking to me and for being uh, one of the, the initial first people on our podcast. I'm really <laughs> thankful. Thank you, Maria, for what you're doing. Okay. Um, and you guys keep on keeping on and we're here for you. If you have any questions, um, But uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And we can't wait to hear and see updates. So send us pictures and keep us updated on on your progress. And we'll be over here cheering you guys on, okay? I'll just say thank you so much because it's the trailer's the foundation of this home. (laughs) So thank you for providing such a great foundation. Thank you so much. we're, We're really proud to work with you guys. So Thank you. And I will let you guys get on with the rest of your Saturday. Have a wonderful evening. (laughs) All right. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to hear more, please feel free to offer up any suggestions in the comments below for us. Please make sure to subscribe to our channel and like the content that you enjoy. It really helps us grow. You can also find us at trailermadetrailers.com and on Facebook and Instagram and wherever you download your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for your continued support.